0: You on track uh, knowing what makes you uh, what what encourages you knowing what discourages you know, knowing the people that you are helped by being around and knowing the people that uh, you are drawn back from uh, knowing how to encourage yourself those are those are all very important things but tonight we're going to talk about something that everybody needs But this is not a baby Christian area, though baby Christians have to deal with it. Tonight we're going to look at an area that takes maturity. There there are some things that you really have to mature in to grab a hold of. And the topic tonight, forgiveness. Forgiveness forgiveness. How many of you have ever said, well, I forgave them, but then it came right back up? <laughs> Both my hands are up, my feet are up, my toes are all up. Uh, that's, uh, it, just, it just happens. And, and then you look back, well, I thought I forgave them, but all of a sudden then there's this redump Of all those emotions, there is that revitalization, uh, giving life again to that injury and the problems that are there. And This area of forgiveness is something that we have got to grab a hold of because if we don't learn to forgive, we will not be like Christ. This isn't optional for the Christian. Two hallmarks of the Christian life, love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that is not easy to do. But it's expected. Not only is it expected, it's required. You need forgiveness in your own home. You need forgiveness with your spouse. You need to learn how to forgive With your children. You need to learn how to forgive with your family, your friends. Forgiveness is something that we've got to learn to do. And it's not just our friends and our family and people that we love that we have to forgive, what about our enemies? Boy, it's quiet tonight. Forgiveness. And so we're going to look at that, living life, forgiveness. Father, I pray that you would help us this evening. uh, Help us all to grow. Lord, I need to grow in my faith. Uh, You've been so good to me, and I thank you for that. And I pray that uh, each of us tonight will recognize what a wonderful God it is that we serve and, and how often we come before you and ask for forgiveness knowing that you will. And I pray that you would help us to take on that attribute, help us to be forgiving. And may our soul uh, be healed uh, as we are injured and we do have uh, uh, injuries that come our direction. And so I pray that you would help us tonight uh, to learn this area of forgiveness, for Christ's sake. Amen. The next, for this phrase that we're studying tonight or the topic of forgiveness Uh, And it's one that has to be dealt with, uh, but it has to be dealt with in the heart of the one that has been offended. And for you to be willing and able to forgive, you first have to be hurt. To be like Christ and to be able to forgive somebody, we have to be wronged. I don't know about you, but I don't like being wronged. I don't like being injured. I don't like being hurt. But this area of forgiveness should be the response to that. And so let's look at our Bibles tonight. And we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Matthew 18 and verse number 15. "'Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye, "'Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, "'and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. "'Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth "'as touching anything that they shall ask, "'it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven.'" For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Uh, Verse 20 20 is used often uh, in prayer, and I use it in prayer. Uh, And even tonight as we are praying, uh, I I am thankful that we have two or three gathered, and the Lord is in the midst. Uh, But contextually, though when two or three are gathered, uh, he is in the midst, textually he is talking about uh, dealing with uh, with uh, uh, problems. He is dealing with the discipline, uh, the correction uh, of brothers uh, in Christ. Verse 21 says Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible. But that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. So here the Lord is telling us that we are going to experience offenses. It's going to happen. And since it's going to happen, we better figure out what we're going to do before it happens. We better have a plan. Uh, You know, a lot of the hurts in life, we can sort of see it coming there are there are injuries that 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 we get side blinded by we just didn't even recognize that they were coming. But there are some things that we can sort of see. The, the clouds start to back up on the, uh, the on the mountains and you can start to see them billowing up and you can see, uh, you can sense that uh, wind of opposition. You can, you can feel that tenseness. You, you know something's coming and you can start preparing yourself for that battle uh, that you're about to face. And there are times when we can see those Injuries coming our way, we better learn how to prepare ourselves in this area of forgiveness. Sometimes we are just caught right off guard. It wasn't anything that we were expecting. So, how do I prepare for that? So, here what we find is that the Lord is telling us that we are not to forgive only seven times, but until 70 times seven. Uh, Go to Luke chapter 17. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 17. Let's look at verse number 1. The Bible says, "...then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come." Uh, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea, than he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself, if, yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee till seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Now, this right here is a hard passage of Scripture to get past. It's it's one thing to just really read through it and keep on going. It's another thing to think through what the Lord is telling us. Uh, So, uh, in verse number, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, In verse number three, he says, If thy brother trespass against thee. So, if. Now, that's perchance. The Lord is saying perchance. This happens. You're you're not looking for it. There wasn't uh, an injury that you are trying to build. Uh, Sometimes we set up set ourselves up for energy or for enemies, and set ourselves up for injury uh, because we have predetermined what somebody else is thinking, and and we uh, we just sort of think we know what they they meant by something, and maybe uh, we create a battle that wasn't even there. Uh, So. If perchance uh, he says, if perchance thy brother uh, trespass against thee, so uh, so if, and then you have the word thy, thy, uh, that means that means it's uh, he's talking about you. If thy brother, your brother, so he is talking individually, and so we should. We should look at it as though uh, it is an absolute personal situation. Not somebody else, me. It's easy to tell somebody else to forgive. The Lord's not dealing third person here. He is bringing it home directly to the the believers. If thy, if you, not somebody else, if your brother, what's he saying now? He's saying there's a relationship there. The hardest people to forgive are the people you have a relationship with. You know, somebody could come in from out in the world and have a broken life, and have lived a horrible, terrible life in the community, and they come in and they accept Christ as their Savior, I mean, everybody's forgiving. But you let one of our kids go sideways. And then let them, after years, come back in. Oh, that's the one that did this. They knew better. We have to realize we, we, better be, we better be better to our own. We need to learn to forgive. It is important to forgive. The brethren, uh, what the Bible talks about being good, especially to they of the household of faith. And, and I, I, am, I am all for uh, helping everybody. But let's let's not let's not leave our own out. And so, if thy brother, the relationship, uh, so uh, the the trespasses, uh, and and so uh, so here uh, the 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 brother here. So there's uh, the relationship, uh, and if thy brother trespass, trespass. Now trespassing is crossing a line, crossing a boundary. Not every trespass is sin. There are trespasses that aren't sinful. Have you ever had somebody that was just rude or uncaring? But they didn't really do anything sinful. but they can still hurt. So trespass that crossing that boundary, crossing that line. And in people's lives, people have different lines of trespass. Some people are sensitive about different things. Has nothing to do with right, wrong, sin, not sin. It's just that they are sensitive about certain areas. And when you cross you tr- cross that line that they're sensitive, you've, you've crossed the line. There's a trespass there. You turn in a scrap of paper with a number on it and turn it into Miss Patterson, you just trespassed. <laughs> you just crossed the line. And and she's got to learn to forgive. Uh, amen. And so, but there there are things. There are some some things it's just he didn't he didn't say yes ma'am, did not say no ma'am. There's nowhere in the Bible that we have that. I am all for it. In the school we have Uh, In our home, we had uh, there were were manners, and uh, we wanted our kids to treat uh, people respectfully. We we have that in the school as something that we focus on, but that that isn't Bible. So these trespasses, they can be different things. So if thy brother trespassed to offend, uh, it can be crossing lawful boundaries where it is a sin, uh, but, uh, but it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So if thy brother trespassed against, now that word against, it's in direct opposition. Direct opposition, so they have trespassed against you, so now uh, you are on opposing sides. There is, there is an maybe not an enemy, but there is somebody in opposition to you. If thy brother trespass against, directly opposed for thee from thee uh, so so this is uh, taking it back. Thy and thee, so it keeps coming back to the individual. Uh, we see that he says to rebuke him. We saw in Matthew uh, nineteen fifteen and Luke seventeen three, rebuke him, tell them their fault, tell them their fault. But then he says, forgive, forgive. So forgive him seventy times seven. 490 times in a day. First, it was seven, if it was, if my brother uh, offend thee uh, seven times in a day. Lord said, No, I say not unto thee till seven times, but till 70 times seven. He didn't change the qualifier of the day. And so here we have all of that. Uh, so, so if we are going to be able to forgive, there are several things that we have to do. We have to have forgiveness stored up. Have forgiveness stored up. Now, how are we going to have forgiveness stored up? You know how we'll, we will have forgiveness stored up? Is when we are honest with ourselves. And we realize how much forgiveness we need. Not just with other people. It starts with God. How many times have I trespassed? Well, how many times have I crossed the boundary, crossed that line, sinned against God? Now, God has forgiven me. And like he has forgiven me, I am supposed to forgive others. But if I, don't look, if I don't look at myself, if I'm not honest enough with myself to say that I needed forgiveness and I still need forgiveness, it's not like you just needed forgiveness when you got saved. We need forgiveness all the time. And because of his forgiveness and are recognizing his forgive, uh, that attitude of forgiveness and that characteristic that he has forgiven us, it will help us uh, be forgiving to other people. But when we don't think we need forgiveness, we will give nobody forgiveness. If we feel like we are always right, we will not be a forgiving person. Because if I don't need any forgiveness, how am I going to really understand that? I don't know about you. I know I need forgiveness. And if I need forgiveness, I know other people are going to need forgiveness. I'm going to need forgiveness not by God, just by God, but I'm going to need I'm going to need forgiveness from my wife. I'm gonna need forgiveness for my kids. I'm gonna need forgiveness from my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm gonna need forgiveness from uh, my family just People in general there there are times where i 'm going to fall short uh, i 'll cross a boundary i 'll I'll, I'll trespass against someone and, and that requires forgiveness and so uh, we need to uh, we need to have forgiveness sa- saved up in store waiting to give it out it 's so much better to live in the overflow when when we When we are recognizing how good of a God we have and how forgiving he is, it makes it a little bit more real for us to forgive others. Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? And Jesus said, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king. So this 70 times seven, now he's given another illustration about this area of forgiveness. Uh, it's likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 ser- uh, talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. So here we have an illustration of a man who owed uh, the king, uh, his, his, uh, his king, uh, uh, 10,000 Uh, 10,000 talents. Now, a talent was the largest measurement of money. And it represented uh, for a a person of of wealth, it was about a year's salary or income. A talent, a year's income. And he owed 10,000 years of income. So you think about the magnitude of this debt. It was a huge debt. Uh, and so uh, he he had this debt that he owed. Uh, can you imagine uh, student loan debt? These people going to college and getting out of college. I was looking up just uh, some reports. One report, it was a 2019 report, and it said a doctor, the average doctor, their uh, their. Student loan debt is up to four hundred and forty thousand dollars No wonder they have to charge us so much Four hundred and forty thousand dollars if you do not pay it off early it will double they said every ten years Unbelievable And so, uh, but this individual, uh, 10,000 talents, uh, and because of that debt, his wife was gonna, he was gonna be sold, his wife was gonna be sold, his children and all that he had, and he still had to pay the debt in full. It was just unfathomable. There's no way that that could be the case. Now, we have debt to a heavenly father that we cannot pay. Our sin against God is, is unfathomable. It cost our Savior's life. There's nothing we could do to repay that debt. So what kind of forgiveness that does God have? God's an amazing God. Our sins are so numerous, our transgressions are so many, our sins are so vile, and uh, the trespasses are so deep, we could never repay or make rightful restitution, yet uh, God is a forgiving God. Uh, Verse 26 of Matthew 18, and the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now, what do we find here? We find that the kingdom of heaven is like this. God's economy is like this. No matter how big of a debt, no matter how big of an injury, we are to have compassion We're to have compassion. Uh, We see that compassion was shown, freedom was given, and forgiveness. Forgiveness. So even to the greatest extent of violations and trespasses, there was still that forgiveness. And we look at that compassion, what do we find? Love, and then forgiveness. Love, forgiveness. So, verse 28, Matthew 18, 28. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. Now, remember, God's showing us his economy. He has forgiven us the greatness of our debt, He has been compassionate. And then somebody owes us so little. Their trespass is so small. We'll lay hands on, grab them by the throat. I can just sort of envision this. I was trying to figure out who I should bring up here. Uh, as an illustration and uh but you know you you grab a hold of somebody and you grab them by the throat. What do we find there is a there is a uh attitude of of vengeance venom over a hundred pence. The pence is like the penny it 's like a dollar chapel today we had a uh we had uh, lemonade drinking contest uh, and so we had a bunch of kids up there and they had strawberry lemonade and then uh, uh, we had some mango lemonade I have no idea where uh, these cans of, of drinks came in from and uh, we had those and uh, then I had a bottle of water and I gave away a hundred pence I gave, I told the kids the winner is going to get a picture of a dead president. How many of you like pictures of dead presidents? All right, we do. Uh, they started asking me for Jacksons and uh, Jeffersons, but they uh, they got a Washington, uh, and so. Uh, but but you know what? I gave that away, uh, and I didn't miss it. So small. We we better learn how to forgive. this This area of forgiveness it is at the core of who God is His love, his forgiveness those are things that we depend on every single day and and we've got to learn how to to be a forgiving individual so uh, this this individual they weren't willing uh, to forgive and and uh, uh, and it's, we only have to forgive a little, compared to what God has forgiven us. It's small. You say, Pastor, Pastor, it's uh, uh, you don't know what they said. It's just a hundred pence. Pastor, you don't know what they did. It's just a hundred pence. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. It's just a hundred pence. I can't forgive them after all of this. It's just a hundred pence. Small in comparison to the forgiveness that God has given us. You know, we, you know why we don't forgive? Because we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. We didn't deserve that. Neither did God. We're not careful. We will live life from a perspective that everything is good or bad, just how it impacts me. That is an immature view. We all go through it. Kids go through it. Teenagers go through it. But the goal is that they'll grow out of it. But spiritually speaking, we've got to grow out of it. And we've got to learn how to be forgiving. So here we see this uh, forgiveness. So the same, uh, this individual, the same, the one that was forgiven, he went out. He had a purpose to go find somebody. He found them. It leads us to believe that this individual went out looking for one who owed him a debt and he was expecting to get repaid. And, and, and that was, was to a fellow servant. And so he had received compassion, but he laid hands on another. He had received freedom, but he took him by the throat. He had received forgiveness, but he cast the other into into prison. And we've got to recognize that we have to respond in a way that the Lord would want us to. Go to Luke chapter number 23, and I'm done. Luke chapter 23. And verse 33. And when they were come to the palace, which is called Calvary, I'm sorry, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiments and cast lots You know, you and I, we have been forgiven. The Lord, even on the cross, was saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And as He has forgiven us, we are to forgive others. We are to forgive the way that we have been forgiven. And this area of forgiveness, it's not easy. But it's Christ like. That's what Christ did. He forgave. That's what mature believers do. We need to be growing. And in this path, this process of growth, you know what we're going to find? We're going to be offended. We're going to be wronged. Psalm one hundred and nineteen, one sixty-five says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You know, when we get, we get, if we're wearing our feelings on our sleeve, we're, we're just showing we don't, we're not grabbing a hold of the Bible. Because great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. So keeping, keeping this area of forgiveness, it's not easy. And I wish I could get up and tell you, well, just do this, this, and this, and you can forgive, and you'll never have it come back up again. I'm still trying to figure it out. But what I am finding is that as you forgive, you are freed. You are freed person that you don't forgive and you're up at night and you're fuming and steaming, they're at home sleeping away they don't even know that you're mad and it's eating you up forgive not just for them forgive for you because it will help you. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for uh, just giving us direction and that perfect example and how we should act and interact in this uh, life that uh, we are living. And I pray that you would help us. Uh, Lord, we are going to be offended, we are going to be hurt. And uh, help us, uh, Lord, to, to forgive as we have been forgiven. And so help our people, help all of us to grow in this area, and may we be Christ-like, heads bowed, eyes closed, and you say, Pastor, uh, the Lord put his finger on some things in my life.